It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills of the mic alongside Joe Medore, 6.06 on the clock on the second day of June. 70 degrees and mostly cloudy outside in southeast Ohio. The sports fan presented by J&K Contracting. And it's going to be back in the studio on the air. I know I was uh, taking the car ride uh, over the past weekend for Memorial Day weekend. And, uh, you know, hopefully everybody had a good weekend. And as we remember those who, who gave their lives to the country over the weekend. And I know it's Tuesday, but, uh, you know, again... Called into the sports fan a little bit. Today's Wednesday. Wednesday. Today's Wednesday? Yeah, see, I don't even know what day it is. It is a Wednesday. Sheesh. You're in mid-season four. I am. <laughs> yeah, it's the middle of the summer, right? So, I mean, listen, it is, it is what it is. But uh, we got a, a caller to lead off the show right off the bat. And, uh, caller, you're on the radio. Hey, it's J.W. What's happening, brother? J.W., it's good to hear from you. How are you? I've been threatening to do this for months, and I finally got around to it. Um, man, I don't get to catch the show like I used to, but I, I'm a big Connor fan, so I'm sure it's good. But I'll be listening tonight. But I wanted to call in. You guys will probably get into this or maybe got into it yesterday. But I want to talk about this, um, you know, the tennis lady who, uh, Naomi, uh, who resigned, uh, left the um, tournament there mm-hmm. uh, because of emotional stuff and depression. And I, you know... I'm trying to be sensitive here. I mean, I, I know that people say these guys make a lot of money and, you know, what kind of issues could they have? I mean, but they're they're human, too. But I'm old enough to remember, you know, when when guys like Steve Carlton never gave an interview, never talked to anybody. Uh, great pitcher from, uh, you guys are young, but great pitcher from the 60s and 70s for the Phillies. And there were several players like that. Now, when did it start that these guys had to give interviews? Does any of you know when that started? I mean, I thought they had the prerogative. If they didn't want to talk, they didn't have to talk. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't give you an exact date of when that started, but I know it's been a thing with my lifetime. I mean, a lot of these people, it's it's part of their CBAs and things like that across the different sports leagues that – they are, you know, contract, uh, contractually obligated to talk to the media. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that, that's worked into a lot of CBAs across the major sports leagues. And, you know, that's why you see, you know, coaches after every game or every practice are, you know, obligated to go talk to the media because right. it's, it's within their contract, too. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing or not because I know several football players over the years. Remember that big controversy with the guy from Seattle? Um, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, when he, mm-hmm. you know he, you know he he's required to give so many words, and he's there at the Super Bowl, just you know, just saying the same thing. I mean, it's it's crazy. <laughs> right. I, he's just there so he doesn't get fined. Right, so he doesn't get. That's fined. where it comes from. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm sympathetic to her, and I um I wish her well. I mean, you know, as a person who has taught public speaking and communication is my area. I know that the number one fear in the world is public speaking. And for some people, listen, I've had people literally almost pass out in the middle of their speech. I've had them run out of the classroom. 
I've had them uh, go into uncontrollable laughter. This is all because of that major fear of public speaking. And so I don't, I don't doubt that, you know, her anxiety level goes up. And I, I wish her well. I, I suspect there are others like that. I think the leagues are going to have to find a happy medium somewhere. You know, uh, you know, you know, whether it's a, you know, a letter from a physician or a psychiatrist or something, <laughs> but giving an interview should not, she should not have had to resign. You know, I, you know, I'm sure Serena's, you know, proud of her, but happy too. She's gone because she can never beat her. So, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, guys, those are my general thoughts. I'm listening and I can't wait to hear the show tonight. I'm going to try to be a regular around from now on. Absolutely, JW. Always welcome. Take care, guys. You too. Bye-bye. Yeah, it's, uh, definitely a good point brought up there. Um, it's something you don't really see a whole lot, but, you know, it, it is funny, right, when like, you see some of these college athletes. You could tell they've never really been on an interview before, and uh, it sounds weird, and, you know, you can just tell they're not really comfortable. They're not in their element. That's not really what they do. Sometimes with rookies, they get drafted in the big sports leagues, too. Uh, that happens, but as... We just kind of talked about it. it is usually, you know, within a contract because, I mean, do you think coaches want to talk to the media every time after a loss? Probably not. Um, but they have to be up there to fulfill their, you know, obligation, their contract. Now, I believe this situation was she refused to speak to the media after uh, after one of her matches, and it was the French Open, right? Uh, right. So pulling up the article, I got the CNN article about, you know, kind of everything that, that happens. Um, came after the uh, Roland Garros tournament. Uh, first round of that tournament, and they fined her $15,000 for not speaking to the media following her first-round match on Sunday. Uh, and, and, you know, she's citing mental health reasons for why she was not talking to the media. And I was, you know, again, I was driving over the weekend, driving back home to New Jersey and coming back over here to, to Ohio. And I was listening into a couple different sports talk radio programs along the way, and they were talking about this certain instance here. And the one thing that they were talking about was, you know, it helps people to understand what you're going through when you talk to someone and when you talk to the media, right? But if that's something that you don't want to do, then it's very hard for others to, you know, understand what you're going through if you're just closed and, and not really explaining what is, is the issue, right? Well, that's not, um, but, but that's I'm, not the media, like getting questions from media members is not a medium of you coming out and describing what you want to describe. Well, you're no. answering questions they ask you. And right, you know, but it helps the public understand what you're going through if you talk to the media. But then if you don't talk to the media, the public doesn't understand. But then you're also, uh, you know. But she explained. She just, it's come out in this article. And uh, many times, that's why people are coming out backing her. It's been explained why she didn't want to do it. She didn't have to go to the, I mean, if she walks up to the press conference and says, hey, uh, you know, I'm dealing with uh, mental health issues. I don't want to talk right now. It walks off. Do you think the reaction is different? No, people are still going to say she's still get fined for not doing our media obligations. All right, I, I don't think that's the right course for you know any sport to find someone because they don't want to talk to the media. I mean, they it helps to talk to the media. I mean, that could paint you in a good light, in a bad light, or even in a funny light when it comes to a guy like Marshawn Lynch, you know, when he just repeated the same thing over and over again. Um, and I do agree that there should be a media or a medium found. Uh, because if you just take away media obligations altogether, well, there's several athletes that would probably opt to never having to talk to the media, right? And obviously people 
you know, from the fans' perspective and the media, they want to be able to have these conversations with these guys. Um, so, you know, if you just completely do a, a 360 turn and say, you know, no more media obligations, no one who doesn't have to talk to the media won't have to, there'd be a players lining up to never have to talk to the media, right? So I do think you have to meet in the middle somehow. But, yeah, just to think being fined $15,000 just for not wanting to talk after, you know, it was a first-round match, too. It's not like she just lost in the final or anything like that. And, uh, unfortunately, you know, she's one of the most talented players, and she uh, ended up withdrawing from the tournament due to the, due to the fact. Um, so it's, just, it's unfortunate for the sport altogether because you take one of your best athletes out of one of the biggest tournaments. Right. And again, I mean, the first thing that you are worried about, of course, is her her mental health. And you know, by stepping away and stepping down, you hope that she's able to get through whatever she's going through at this time. Um, and then again, it's very disappointing that she doesn't go out there and get to compete, right? Because that's the media stuff aside. You know, she wants to go out there and play tennis. You know, and she plays tennis at a very high level. She's one of the best in the world. So. You know, for her to have to step away from what she does best because of, you know, media and because of her mental health, it's it's a shame, you know. And it kind of, you know, it's not in the same light. I mean, there are, you know, issues going on with the NBA and, and fans and social interaction. Uh, it's been, it's going to be a weird period of time, you know, kind of re-entering the quote-unquote real world after everybody has been kind of packed away for the past year, year and a half. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, especially, and, you know, press conferences have all been digital. You know, all the all the uh, media people have been put into, you know, usually Zoom or some kind of breakout room or whatever, and, you know, they have uh, availability that way. Uh, it'll be interesting to see once, uh, when they decide to start letting media members back into certain sports facilities and stuff like that um, to see when they get completely back to normal with all that stuff. But... Yeah, it's just uh, maybe an issue that we'll see rising more and more with people who haven't had to end up doing it. And, of course, you're going to pull up a Mets reference. Well, no. I mean, this this is along yep. those same lines yep. of, of what we've been talking about, right? Took you 10 minutes today. <laughs> Listen, you got to time me on the records how I can get the Mets in here. But um, it was back when 2019, you know, before the pandemic and everything, and we're talking about social interaction, and this one reporter said something along the lines of, and I'll, I'll get the reporter's name uh, in a couple of seconds, um, Tim Healy of Newsday said, see you tomorrow, Mickey, end quote, right? And Mickey Calloway did not take a liking to that. So, you know, then they, they had like a little locker room brawl a little bit uh, and, you know, were able to, um, I mean, no, no punches were thrown or anything, but... Uh, it, it's a social interaction like that where the guy just said something innocent and it was taken the wrong way and taken to the extreme. But it's, you know, interactions like that that I guess people are going to have to get uh, back to uh, back to normal about. But we got a, another call on the line. Caller, you're live on the sports fan. Yes, I wondered if you know, knew whether Athens was going to have a Legion team this year, baseball team. Yes, Athens will have a Legion team. They, they are... Will? They are going to have one. Yes, they'll they'll uh, they'll have a legion team, and it's going to be a combined legion team with, I believe, a couple different. Uh, you've got Gloucester, you've got Athens, and uh, a, a couple other teams combined to make well, the team. Alexander generally plays with them. Right, uh, Alexander's probably involved, and uh, probably Nelsonville York too. 
Okay, well, I'd heard that that uh, Trimble was going to have a team. I couldn't imagine Trimble having a team because I didn't remember them ever having a team. Yeah, it looks like Athens County is just kind of uh, merging oh. together to make a team and oh. maybe a couple players from Megs as well. Uh, I, I'd have to check back and, and get back to you on that. But. Well, I wondered. I've been wondering about it because people asked me, and I said, well, I haven't heard a thing. I knew Joe Mulligan was always over, but I didn't know whether he still was after they didn't have any last year or what. But right. I, I thought the kids would want to be doing something if they could. Cause, Absolutely. And I know. think they were practicing yesterday after the uh, uh, senior sports ceremony that was put on the Athens uh, Booster Club. They had a little practice over at... Um, Arano Fields. You think they had practice yesterday, huh? Yep. They, uh, I saw Will Jinder was, was out there and, and a couple of the other baseball guys. Uh, well, but they I had... thought maybe they might play. Yeah. But you yeah. don't have a schedule or have any idea when they're going to start having games or anything? No, I don't have a schedule, but I can try to get that for you. Okay. Thank you. Of course. Always huh. good hearing from you, Ethel. Huh? Okay. Bye-bye. Have a good one. And yeah, Athens uh, will we'll definitely have the uh, the Legion team uh, coming up this year, but uh, and, and combined too. But you know, get, getting back to the uh, you know, conversation, it was that kind of weird social interaction. That yeah, I'm not sure your your link there. It uh, you're losing me. Well, all right, so you know, yeah, I I can try better, <laughs> but um, you know, one guy said something innocent. One person took it the wrong way, and, and they were having some kind of debate about it. And uh, we got all the calls today. Another caller on the sports fan. Caller, you're live. Hey, Connor. What's up? This is Troy. Hey, what's going on? Not much. I was on the way to the gym, and I just want to answer her question for her really quick. You yeah. guys can get back to your conversation. But Athens will have a Legion team, and so will Trimble. Gloucester will have their own as well. I thought it was so a combined have- team. Uh, no, Gloucester wanted to have their own team. I believe Jerry Lackey, I think, is organizing that one. And uh, unless there's something changed in the last couple of days, but that's what the plan was. Um, but it's not uncommon. We Gloucester used to always have its own team. Athens had its own team. Um, when I played, that's how District 8 was set up. Gloucester had a team. I can't remember their post number. Athens was post 21. Uh, Lancaster was in our league. Pickerington was in our league. And uh, Megs had their own team. They combined with Galpolis players. And then Wellston Jackson had their own team. That was District 8, which would be what you would call a league, I guess, in, in high school sport. So um, I can text Jerry really quick to, to make sure that they are still both having a team. But that was, that was as of a couple of days ago, I believe. So we got an email from uh, Jerry Lackey the other day, uh, okay. May 17th. And in, in the email, it was... Um, yeah, they're looking for sponsorships and stuff, and uh, it, it's quoted in there saying, after a 17-year absence, Trimble Township is ready to le- uh, relaunch American Legion Post 414. Uh, this baseball program will serve and recruit 13- to 19-year-old young men from Trimble, Miller, Federal Hawking, Alexander, Nelsonville, York, and Athens. So what it okay. seems to me is that it's it's a combined uh, Legion well, team. Let, let me stop you right there. Mm-hmm. Um, they did. They were going to do that, but Athens had more players and decided that they wanted to still have their own post-21 team. So, um, they, which is not, like I said, is not uncommon. I mean, if Athens had enough players and wanted to just have their own team, they can. Right. They don't have to join with 414. You can have, you know, as many Legion teams as there are post in the county. So, I believe as of right now, they're 
Trimble's still wanting to do their own and Athens is wanting to do their own. And it comes down to your address and how close you are to the, uh, the post of the, Le- the Legion post. So if you're in Nelsonville, if you actually live closer to post 21, you would have to play for Athens. If you live closer to 414, you would play for, for Gloucester. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I, yeah. I was talking with um, uh, you know, Will Jinder yesterday, and I, and I thought it was a combined team as well. Um, but I could be wrong. I mean, maybe things have changed. I, I don't know. Uh, the only thing, the only way it would be combined is if Gloucester could not get enough kids and they decided to come down and play at Athens. I believe uh, Coach Lonis is coaching the Athens team. And Trimble, I thought, was going to be Jerry and some other individuals were going to coach, coach the Gloucester team. And uh, But I, I can text him for you, and I, I can send you a text back here in a few minutes and let you know what he said. But uh, that would be the only thing I can think of was Trimble could not gather enough enough players and would have to come down to Athens, which is what they've done in recent recent years. But going back, I don't know, 10-plus, they always had their own team. Gloucester had their own team. Athens had their own team. So, um, you know, I thought maybe they could get enough players to, to do it like we used to do it. But I'll find out for you exactly. Yeah, sounds good. Always appreciate right. it, Troy. Yep, see you later. Yep, catch you later. Yeah, it's Troy Bowen. Always good to hear from him. And, yeah, hopefully we can get that sorted out and answer the last phone call. But uh, if they have enough kids, great. You know, two Legion teams. If not, uh, you know, it was my understanding that it was combined, but things can change and things might have changed. But we'll, we'll get you the up-to-date information about that. Uh, and hopefully schedule, too, because that would be uh, good to know about. Yeah, I remember talking to Troy about Legion Ball, and he'd always say uh, when he was playing, Gloucester would kind of have their own team. And uh, I believe he complained about it a couple of times, saying they could have been a lot better if they had Gloucester on the uh, on the <laughs> Athens team as well. But Well, hey, and you don't forget, and I don't want to open a bad wound for Athens, but Trimble did beat Athens this year for their uh, both their high school teams. Um, they never know. I mean, it, it, Trimble's got a couple of good kids over there. So, and not only... I mean, they're athletic kids. Don't I mean? They've got Guffy. They've got Downs. Uh, they've got a lot, of, a lot of talent, and it's going to be a fun football season. But they did pretty well. I mean, they impressed me in baseball uh, just by what they did in the one game that I saw them play this year. But either way, you know, it's either they got one team or they got two teams, and we'll get you that up to date information uh, as soon as we would know something about it. We'll step aside for a quick break. We'll still talk about the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, Cincinnati Reds, and uh, continue on our conversations. Phone lines are open at 740-592-6646. It's a sports fan on 970 97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Wednesday. Corn dogs and regular hot dogs, 99 cents each. Open 10.30 a.m. until 9 p.m. Head on over to Larry's Dog House at 410 West Union Street in Athens. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Now, for more of the sports fan on 970 WATH. 
Sportsman 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Been a lively start to the Sportsman today. We got, I think, a full show for the rest of the week with the Cincinnati Reds coming on at 745 both tomorrow and Friday. And then back down to 145, I think, on Saturday and Sunday. So we got the Reds coming on, even though they were postponed today. It was supposed to be a 12.05 start against uh, the Philadelphia Phillies and what we would have hoped would have been a, uh, a better game than what they played the day before, losing 17-3. Well, to three. They could have used a day off after all the pitchers they had to use on Tuesday. So it probably worked out a little bit in their in their favor. Well, um, no, I mean, there's still well, bad yeah. pitchers you're throwing out there. So, <laughs> But now it's rested bad pitchers. Right, yeah. I don't know if that you know, is a benefit or, or not. It's always benefit when, when you're resting pitchers. Uh, just to wrap up the conversation we were having right before the uh, commercial break uh, about the tennis player that unfortunately had to, you know, get out of the, um, you know, backed out of, of the tournament. Um, you know, it's, again, it was an unfortunate situation. Uh, you know, mental health obviously is something that a lot of people haven't talked about in the past. It is something that has been brought to light, especially with, you know, certain sports stars like uh, Kevin Love with the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, what he went through with mental health, and, and he's still going through a little bit, and he was open about it and had a good conversation about it, and has yeah, even written a, little, a little bit about it, too. There's a lot more athletes talking about it now. Uh, Dak Prescott, obviously, last offseason talked about uh, some issues he's had. I saw something on ESPN, I think it was yesterday, about LaMarcus Aldridge, retired basketball player who, you know, said he was having some mental health issues after retiring, trying to figure out, you know, it's something that, you know, even though these people seem larger in life, it's things that they deal with, too. And uh, you're starting to see it not be as, uh, you know, kind of taboo. Taboo. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for, as uh, it used to be for, you know, these athletes that come out and and uh, talk about these mental health issues that they're having. I think it, it makes them more human, obviously, and it makes people, you know, of uh, who aren't, you know, world-famous athletes, you know, it, it, it normalizes the conversation. Right, it does. And, you know, I don't know what the solution really is going back, you know, to this specific instant, right? Like, if you don't want to talk to the media, you know, that should be your prerogative. But then if you're contractually obligated to talk to the media, it, it makes for a sticky situation. Yeah, I mean, obviously I understand where she's coming from, but also I'm sure she's well aware that she's getting fined if she doesn't show up. Um and see, I, I don't agree with taking away money out of the paycheck just because you don't want to talk to the media. Right. Then what yeah. else is the, what forces you to talk to the media? But then if you're going through a mental health, uh, you know, I don't want to say crisis, but if you're going through, you know, some mental health stuff, um, you know, it's obviously you don't want to talk to the media at, at, at that point right now. So it's, it's a very, um, it's a weird situation. You know, it, it is. And wish nothing but the best for her as she figures things out. But, um, you know, it was, it was a good phone call, and, and always look forward to hearing from uh, from JW. See him a couple times, always records the morning devotions, uh, occasionally here on 970 WATH. Uh, so he's a really, really good guy, and uh, always appreciate the call. But uh, with the Cincinnati Reds, right, we were talking about them a little bit. Uh, Amir Garrett for the Reds has totally lost his feel for pitching this year. He's got a 9 ERA out of the bullpen. And, you know, hearing from... I was listening to the Cowboy and, and Tommy Thrall call these games, and this was a little bit before the wheels fell off um, for the for the Reds when it went to 17-3. to three. 
But for Cincinnati, it, it seemed like the Cowboy, Jeff Brantley, was talking about you know, Amir Garrett does better when there's runners on base. He does not do well when he is you know, brought in to start an inning. And again, it was a clear indication in yesterday's game. I, he gets brought in for a clean inning, gives up four runs. He's got an ERA of nine. I, I Also, it just sounds like an excuse for him. Well, I, and Cowboys just saying where he's been successful, right? Where has he been good this year in a year that has not been good for him? So he has a four ERA with runners on base and a 13 with runners off of base? Like, I, <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't know. I, you know, it's... He's been bad. His Scott Thomas said it pretty good yesterday. We were talking about it. He throws two pitches. Uh, it's a fastball and a slower fastball because this slider doesn't slide, and uh, it gets it gets hammered because that thing is as flat as any old fastball that a righty throws. And uh, he's just not. There's no deception in his pitches. Guys just kind of sit back and are able to get out on the fastball. And then you know when the slider's not breaking, it pretty much you know it's like a BP fastball. <laughs> It's a slower one that uh, has no break to it, and he's getting punished for throwing it. But he's not the only problem in the the whole no. pitching staff. So it's a joke. And as soon as you know, you can start to say, "Well, the lineup looks good. They score 11 runs on Sunday, or excuse me, Monday. It looks like maybe they can turn a corner, start winning some games." And they have a a clunker like that yesterday. Um, they're they're just too inconsistent, and you know. I've been trying to give him the benefit of the doubt to this point, but I just don't see this ship getting uh, righted at any point unless they make some kind of changes. But who are you going to give up to bring in any kind of quality bullpen arms? Um, so, I don't know. Um, you need wholesale changes out of the bullpen. You need some better, more consistent starting pitching. And listen, Sonny Gray, four and two-thirds, Pitches uh, to a 3.64 ERA right now. Like, Sonny Gray is not your main issue, but you haven't gotten a star performance really out of anybody except for, you know, a couple of your starters. Um, you know, Wade Miley and uh, some, again, you've gotten some sports, uh, spot starts out there. But it's just been a, uh, a disaster of a, a pitching performance of the Reds, it seems like, this year. Uh, last year, obviously, was much better. Yeah, the, the starting rotation was much better. But this year, rotation has been worse. The bullpen has not been fixed. It's even more of a, a glaring issue this year. And the only way that the Reds win ball games is when their offense comes around and, and puts up 10 runs. And it's just not a good formula to try to go out there and, and win games. Plus, you got a couple of guys who are injured right now. And, and again, the, the injured guys, if they come back and if they're healthy and they're performing, it's not going to make that much of a difference because if you're down by four, five, six runs, it's it takes a while to to come back from that. Or 14. Or 14. I was being nice. But if it's up to 14 runs, it's a very, very hard thing to do to come from behind. When uh, that, They're just wasting a great – they're top ten and – Pretty much every major hitting category in the league. Yeah. Um, they got the two best hitters, and uh, Castellanos and Winker. They could even be a, a better offense with Senzel coming back, Votto coming back, Mustakas coming back. But you know, offense is not what you need. You need pitching. Yeah, but I don't know. I And 
it's also getting to a point where I just think the Cubs are more talented anyway in the division, probably the Cardinals too. I don't know if you're going to be able to catch them. And if you look around the, the whole landscape of the NL, uh, Reds ain't getting a wild card spot. Right now, both wild card teams are coming out of the NL West. I don't see that changing. Uh, there are three really good teams down there. And even if it doesn't come out of the NL West, maybe, I think it's going to be one or the other of, out of the Cubs and Cardinals. So, and I don't think the Reds are making up ground on either one of those two. And I don't think they're winning the division. Um, and I know it's just June, but it, it's just with a, a, a pitching staff as atrocious as they've been. Uh, the ERA is over five. Uh, second to bottom in all the in all the MLB, no matter how great your lineup is, if you can't, I mean, heck, if they were just the top twenty pitching staff, they'd be better. But they are they don't have any dependable arms. It's so inconsistent with what they run out there. It is, and some the only guy out of the bullpen that is excluded from any of these talks, and maybe he's a trade piece. I, I that's unfortunate, but you're gonna uh, trade him to get with. You're not going to trade a reliever to get two more relievers that are worth anything. It's not going <laughs> to... You'll probably trade a little bit of, of offense away, but I, I, I see the Reds, if they are going to be sellers at the trade deadline, I mean, what pieces would they have to sell? I mean, Castellanos, Winker? Yep. I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, Naquin's increased, increased his stock a bunch. Yeah. And then they're not at that point to sell yet, right? I mean, they're not. They are five games under 500, seven back from the lead on Chicago. It's way too early to be looking at the standings, but it's also not too early to lose the division either. They're treading water right now, and, and it's not a... They're not out of it, but they're also not in it right now. They have a shot to get back in it, but their pitching's just not where it needs to be to, to get that shot. But uh, TJ Antone has been the most consistent best reliever out of the, the Reds' bullpen this year. And he's only one guy. Yeah, I mean, they've been trading back and forth between Amir Garrett and Lucas Sims closing out the ball game. Uh, that's just because Antone was able to hold it from when the starter left the game, pitched two, two-plus innings, just to get it to the ninth. And then hopefully one of those guys can, can close it out. But there's no easy answer. It's almost like we, we received the question in, in football, right, during football season, you know, how do you improve the offensive line during the season? And the short answer is you, you don't, unless you have somebody who is pretty talented coming up for the minor leagues, which is what you know the NFL doesn't have as a minor league system. But if you have somebody who is you know coming up in in the Reds Triple A, Double A, Single A system, you know, might be time to shake it up a little bit. Let the younger guys play. Let somebody who's been chomping at the bit in the minors to get their chance to go out there and throw. And who knows. Yeah, maybe something sticks. Maybe somebody's able to go out there and throw strikes and not give up home runs. I mean, it, it can't hurt at this point. Uh, you're not going to get any. I mean, I could do what the, you and I could go out there and pitch to. I mean, probably higher than five. But we could <laughs> pitch to around the second worst ERA in the MLB, I think. But I think you've got a little bit more of a deception on your fastball. Although, what, what was the uh, we, we were pitching for the testing out a new system for the Copperheads, right? Back in the summer of 2019, they had a Rapsodo machine, and it would pick up the spin writing stuff. Um, you know, they were getting pretty good with analytics. And I think my fastball clocked in at a curveball, and it had a, a highest spin rate. So um, Yeah, because yeah, I, don't, I don't think you know how to hold, hold a four-seam <laughs> fastball properly. No, I, I mean, I, I, somehow, 
Yeah, and I haven't thrown a ball in a while, too. And that was, what, two years from now uh, still. But I, I, I put more money on you to have the lower ERA. I think mine just kind of floats up there, and that'd probably be uh, a home run every time. <laughs> yeah, not necessarily. Sometimes You might get a couple games in where guys are thrown off. Maybe. I mean, I can't throw hard at all. So. <laughs> I, I throw a good worse. I mean, I might touch 70 if I uh, loosen up a little bit for the game. The That's, point is, well, we're not paid to do it, so I don't have to worry about it. Right. Uh, the Reds, though, uh, yeah, it's just it feels like a waste just having the uh, the dynamic offense they've had this year, and they've they've had their dips for sure, as as any great hitting team does. I mean, that's just baseball. Everybody has a slump at some point in the season, but well, they the one- they just don't have anybody that you can point to starting maybe Wade Miley. And Antone, so those two. Everybody else, you cannot put them on the mound and be thinking, okay, we're going to get an easy three outs here, or we're going to get a solid five, six inning start here. They just they don't have the guys doing that this year. No. And I'll, I'll give you a positive, right? I mean, uh, Jonathan India coming up as a rookie, batting two thirty three right now. All the batting averages across Major League Baseball are down. Uh, it's good to see some production out of, out of India. Um, I think that they're – Catching situation has improved this year, especially at the plate. I mean, whether you got Tyler Stevenson or, uh, you know, Tucker Barnhart behind the plate, Barnhart's been uh, hitting 273, Stevenson's hitting 252. Um, again, offense is not the issue. Uh, but you got to, we, we talk about all the bad things, right? I mean, the bullpen not doing well, the starting pitching being inconsistent. Um, yeah, even Eugenio Suarez batting under the Mendoza line, and he's batting about 162. I heard somebody uh, earlier today put it as, a, you know, he's still on the interstate. He's on I-62. So he's still heating up a little bit. Had a base hit in the, in the other game. Um, but the bats are not the issue. It's, it's just been the pitching. And that should be the number one thing that the Reds try to look for if they're going to go for it, if they have a feel that they can still go out there and win, maybe at the trade deadline they get something from someone. Yeah. But they need more than one arm. I fear they're going to be able to hover around close enough to where you can say uh, we we can't be sellers because we're still in this thing. Uh, but really, you know, it's going to be kind of a blind hope because just watching the ball this year, I, I don't think there's any fan. And we talked to Scott yesterday. I don't think there's any fan that's confident they're making a playoff run this year. Not everybody can see it. They just don't have the staff, the pitching staff. Yeah. Well, and uh, before I send it to another break, because I know we've got to take another one uh, coming up pretty soon, but I did see on Facebook, I'm friends with uh, with the Yingers, and the Yingers made the trip down to uh, Great American Ballpark today. And unfortunately, that game today was, uh, was postponed. But just imagine, you know, State of Ohio reopens full capacity at Great American Ballpark, and of course... Uh, you know, the Cleveland Indians have a full capacity at their ballpark as well, and you get rained out. A disappointing day, but a good day, you know. Uh, health mandates relaxed, full capacity at sporting events and indoor events. So uh, Today was supposed to be like the reopening day thing for the Reds, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think they go on the road after this. Oh, I think a, they that's are. A, that's a bummer. They are at St. Louis. I know they have the, uh, the Cardinals coming up next. And I believe they're away. I don't think they're home, and they are. Uh, so an 8:15 with a 7:45 pregame start. Um, we'll see. 
but it was disappointing, you know. It's reopening day. <laughs> and uh, yeah, even people... And uh, Lou Gehrig Day today. Yeah, ALS Lou Gehrig's. I re Every year I, I try to re-listen to the speech that Lou Gehrig had. And when I first... Because I heard that he had a, had a good speech. And when I first researched it, I'm like, that's it? And it's all of 30 seconds or right, something. Yeah, it's never very long. No. But it was still impactful. And uh, uh, there was even uh, hopefully some progress made for uh, ALS or uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, and they, they, in his final year, Lou Gehrig was still hitting like 292 or 295, somewhere in that ballpark, 29 home runs, 100-plus RBIs. Lou Gehrig was still a, a force at the plate, even when he was battling ALS. Um, but it was uh, his legacy still lives on, and this was the first and what will be an annual uh, June 2nd being for uh, ALS and, and Lou Gehrig. Uh, it's Lou Gehrig's day from today and every year after this. So says the MLB, which is a nice little touch about that, too. Anyway, we've got to take a quick break. we still got uh, a little bit more to talk about with the Cincinnati Bengals signing everybody that they have drafted this year. All draft picks have been signed, which includes a number one uh, pick, round one pick, number five overall. And, of course, any more phone calls are always welcome at 740-592-6646. This is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM, presented by J&K Contracting. 970 97.1 FM WATH. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end of life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's care from the heart, please call 1 800 994 7077. Fairhope Hospice. We celebrate life. Hi, I'm Vivica Fox. For more than 100 years, American Humane has been rescuing animals during hurricanes, floods, and wildfires. But Mother Nature isn't the only danger animals face. Sometimes it's human nature. Every year, six million animals are abandoned and more than a million are euthanized. You can be a hero to animals in need of rescue and adoption at AmericanHumane.org. Welcome to Sweet Tea USA, where we know our sweet tea, and we like it sweet. Sweet in the morning to get you through the day, sweet in the evening to put a smile on your face. And McDonald's knows sweet tea, too. That's why you can get any size sweet tea for just a dollar. Plus, with insulated large cups, your drink stays cold longer. Here in Sweet Tea USA, everything is a little sweeter. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal as compared to prior large cups. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Sports Fan 970 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H, Mills and the Mike with Joe Medor. Got you up until 7 o'clock today, 7 o'clock tomorrow, and 7 o'clock on Friday. Of course, I uh, now remember what day of the week it is. It was a, a good start to the show, and of course, yeah, a good phone call to begin with uh, J.W. Smith, and uh, always good to talk to him and, and Ethel and uh, and Troy. Still no update from Troy about that. If uh, we don't get the update today, we'll get you the update tomorrow on Legion Baseball. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Have re-signed or not re-signed, but they have signed 
and I'm sure will hope to re-sign in the future, but they have signed the remaining two unsigned draft picks, uh, and the most notable being Jamar Chase. Chase gets a four-year deal with the fifth-year option, ballpark. $30 million. $30 million. $19 million signing bonus. Tell you what, sitting out an extra year paid off. <laughs> yeah. $30 million is worth not playing your senior year of college. I think he still would have gotten somewhat similar even if he played last year. Unless he gets hurt. Unless he gets yeah. Then you never know. I mean, it, it's a nice little protection thing, right? Because you didn't play and you're only working out, but you can even get hurt working out, right? I mean, you, you got to go out there and play, and hopefully no injuries are, are a factor. But either way, it's a nice little payday for Jamar Chase. Uh, Joe Burrow got something similar. I think he got a little bit more. It was like a $24 million signing bonus, if I can remember off the top of my head. Uh, but Burrow... Again, you know, rookie last year, now in his second season. Hopefully this year will be uh, coming back uh, stronger than ever. And there are even reports, um, I think it was Tyler Boyd who was quoted in saying that you know they're coming away with a little bit of a stinging feeling in their hands mm. because it seems like the ball is kind of zipping out of the, the arm, zipping out yeah. of the hand. To Play it all up. Play it all up. What? That's, I mean, it's, uh, it's good to see that not only has or a rehab successfully, and he's still getting there. Um, but now he, he's tweaked his mechanic a little bit, too, to add a little bit more zip on the throw. Yeah. It's good. It's good for them. It's uh, obviously him coming back and being that healthy. Yeah, we talked about it last week. We had the whole sleeping giant comment uh, me and Sam talked about on, on Friday. Um, yeah, I do think him back fully healthy. They could be uh, a force on the offensive side of the ball this year. Uh, they were doing some pretty good numbers before he got injured last year. Uh, had a few games scoring 30 points, others scoring 24, 27. They were consistently putting up points. He just couldn't stop anybody. That was the problem. And they had a couple tough games, as as all rookie quarterbacks do as well. But, um, yeah, coming out there, you know, it's good to see him out on the field. Obviously, they're being very cautious of what he's doing. Um, but it's also just so good to hear because, I mean, there were some people talking when the injury first happened that he would miss, you know, a good portion of the 2021 season as well. But it seems like he is more than on time to uh, be playing week one uh, for Cincinnati this year. So it's all good signs. Uh, good to hear, he, you know, the, the whole stinging comments. I think he's probably playing it up a little bit, but, you know, what do I know? I'm not there. I think all NFL quarterbacks throw the ball hard, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, now he throws it a little bit harder. Right. Uh, maybe he does. That's, yeah. That's good to hear. It's good to see. I mean, well, I haven't seen it. I Obviously, saw... you know, they, uh, despite the success they had, there were some deficiencies in the offense. You know, they weren't a very big, uh, deep, deep ball threat offense last year. Very, when they were getting the ball down the field, very methodical, quick throws, and, you know, some of that is the fact that they didn't have any time to throw the ball. Some of that was that all the underneath stuff was open, and they just took it. And that's uh, that's good to see a rookie young quarterback taking you know the under the underneath throws rather than trying to force something down the field. But I think they want to open it up a little bit more this year. That's why you bring in a Jamar Chase. Good to get him signed. Of course, they got the uh, the Joseph uh, OC guy. He got signed as well uh, to sign the entire rookie class. I know they were pretty high on him. Uh, he was a mid-round choice, I think a third-round pick, if I'm not mistaken, out of Texas. I think so. Yeah. So bring him in as well. Um, they got a lot of work to do. Uh, they're in a tough division, coming off uh, a couple tough seasons. Uh, Coach Taylor probably a little bit in trouble 
if uh, they have a if they have a tough season again. But he seemed pretty optimistic in his uh, in the first press conference I watched of him. He seemed a little bit more joyful. I saw him talking about you know the the, the battle between the guards that should be exciting this year and all this other stuff. So, um, you know, this is kind of his team now. All the old guys, you know, the the AJ Greens, the Dunlaps, the the Geno Atkins, the Giovanni Bernard, all the guys from kind of the, the earlier on in the 2010 decade, they're all gone now. This is pretty much a, an all-Zach Taylor team now. I don't know if you saw the Giovanni Bernard photo out of Tampa Bay today. Yeah, of his groin. I thought it was his, uh, his thigh. Yeah, whatever it was. I just thought it was a weird photo to highlight on Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report's social media is a little... <laughs> I'm not a big fan. They're, uh, they're very corny, if you ask me. Well, it looked like Giovanni Bernard had been working out. Yeah, I mean, it was a nice-looking thigh. <laughs> I'm sure he's glad you, you complimented his thigh. I mean, um, there's a like, lot of running backs to compete with down there, so I don't know if his thigh is getting him a spot on the team. But. I almost compared it to a picture of, like, uh, Saquon Barkley coming out of yeah. uh, Penn State. That's true. Right? But uh, does that equate to a good football player? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, Bernard had a, a couple of good years with the Cincinnati Bengals, and um, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens next for him. And I saw a former guy, uh, you know, who loves to talk about the Bengals, especially now. He said that that could be a uh, could be area where Cincinnati messed up and letting him go, which I think it's a little bit too early for that conversation to happen. Yeah, he's getting up there in age. He's getting up there to his. Uh, close to 30 now. If not, he might already be. He's been around for a good bit. And, you know, it's just one of those things where they weren't going to pay him the money to come back, um, just try to see if they can get some production out of the, the couple of young running backs they have. I was here bringing Mixon back as well. Uh, Bernard doesn't play as much as he did last year without Joe Mixon getting hurt. I think that's something to also, you know, kind of keep into account there. Right, right. But, hey, it's going to be a new-look uh, Bengal offense. It's going to be a new-look Hopefully a little bit on the defense. Well, I they know brought they, in a lot of guys. So. Yeah, they brought in a lot of guys. But like you said, it's Zach Taylor's team. And if he does not do well this year, then uh, you know we'll see if it's still Zach Taylor's team next year. I don't like to see a guy lose his job. But, again, in the NFL, in the MLB, in the NBA, wherever you're at, uh, if coaching is your, your job, you know wins are one of the most important things unless you're at the high school level or, uh, you know, middle school level, whatever level you're at, you, know, you like to see the wins, but it's a little bit more of a focus college and professional. And uh, if the wins don't come for Cincinnati this year, maybe it gets another year of leeway, but it's just about, we'll see how long Zach Taylor gets. And uh, hopefully he does well. Of course, we'll be rooting for him, and uh, we'll keep you up to date on everything for Cincinnati Bengals. We've got to take another quick break right here at the tail end of the show. And uh, we'll wrap up the program coming up next. A couple moves to the Ohio Bobcats and uh, a new court for Ohio. How about that? Saw the pictures online through social media. Looked pretty good. Skeptical at first, but it looks pretty good. It happens when you win, baby. You get the new stuff. Sportsman 970, 97.1 FM, WATH, presented by J&K Contracting. Weenie Wednesday. Corn dogs and regular hot dogs, 99 cents each. Open 10.30 a.m. until 9 p.m. Head on over to Larry's Doghouse at 410 West Union Street in Athens. Hey, it's Randy. We'll hear from Elio Castroneves, Michael Shank, Tommy James, and maybe even you. It's a monster show. That's AutoSmarts Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. 
From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Sports Fan 970, 97.1 FM, WATH, up until 7 o'clock. Mills the mic with Joey Medore. And it's been a good show today. Of course, always thankful for all the callers. All right, JW and, and Ethel and, and Troy, of course. Uh, let's quickly go through a couple of the local news subjects uh, that's happened over the past couple of days. Uh, first, let's start with Ohio State. Uh, they are scheduled to sell a full slate of tickets. They're looking to open up uh, the stadium full capacity coming up for the next school, uh, academic year. So hopefully um, Ohio State will be full capacity. And I'm sure those will fly off the uh, website or whatever. you got to go to get them. Well, did you see the uh, five-star recruit that they had? I forget his name, but he, he had a... Bleach blonde hair, a little bit long. Looks like he has a little bit of a mullet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was slinging the ball. Nice. Well, he was slinging enough to lose to Alabama or Clemson in the playoffs. <laughs> Yet to be seen, but we'll we'll see. Uh, the Ohio Bobcats, uh, Ohio Bobcats released photos and Im- images and a video of their new court. Uh, of course, that court is coming after uh, the tremendous success that the men's basketball team displayed in the NCAA tournament, plus... Uh, you know, Mid-American Conference champions in hopes to get another one. Uh, women's basketball, of course, will play on there as well as wrestling and volleyball. Uh, should be a nice little new look, new renovation for uh, for the Convocation Center. Yeah, you know, they incorporate a lot into it. You know, the bricks on kind of the the uh, the out-of-bounds lines and uh, doing the kind of state of Ohio outline in the middle. I didn't, you know, when I saw like pieces of it not put together, I wasn't too big on it. Now, you know, I, it's kind of grown on me a little bit. I'm not a I don't think the bricks worked just alone. Right, 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 right. Seeing the full court with the bricks around it. And again, I mean, the Athens brick or the Nelsonville, York brick, like they are red bricks and they're up on Court Street. But, of course, you can't put red bricks inside the convocation. Well, no, center. but everybody understands right. what it's symbolizing. Right. And I, and I like it. You know, and you know, the thought crossed my mind, but I'm like, oh, well, you, know, you can't go red. I mean, Miami is probably red, right? You don't want to have red in the convo. It's, it's green and white. Um, but I, I thought the bricks looked nice all put together. And, uh, you know, they had the, the Bobcats back underneath where the basketball nets would be. Uh, you know, one direction going one way and the other. The Bobcat logo, the Attack Cat logo with the Ohio in the background, that's still in center court surrounded by the Ohio uh, State outline, the State of Ohio outline. Um, and, again, they look, look pretty neat. Uh, the other news, yesterday it was reported that Dean Webb, the longtime volleyball coach for Ohio University, stepped down and, and retired. And then today, one day later, it is now announced that he is the athletic director at Indiana Wesleyan University. So congratulations to Dean Webb, taking a new uh, step in his athletics career. Um, but again, he's now the Wildcats athletic director. So it's good for him. And then on top of that, a couple other quick news. Uh, Sebastian Fabic, a senior for the baseball team this year, elected to go into the transfer portal 
after completing his four years in uh, at Ohio University. Uh, Favik was a star outfielder and made you know, pretty good defensively. Joey and I saw him play for the Southern Ohio Copperheads, where he hit what three fifty or something. I mean, he hit uh, pretty well. Uh, yeah. 350, 360, top five in the league in home runs, RBIs, hits, all that. He was, uh, he was a good player, and uh, hopefully he gets to land somewhere uh, where he can compete for uh, the play next year for sure. And then just uh, a couple hours, really an hour before we got on the program, uh, Ohio Athletics announces a change in cross-country and track and field leadership as uh, Clay, uh, Clay Calkins uh, has been outstudied. From, uh, from his position, it, that's what it sounds like. Ohio Director of Athletics Julie Cromer announced today that the department will seek new leadership for its cross-country track and field programs. Uh, so they will be going, again, in a new direction uh, for the Ohio Bobcats in cross-country track and fields, which is interesting to me because it's Ohio's really a uh, you know basketball and football school, and uh, I guess they're looking to make a change. After the, uh, you know, the... The year that these universities have, have had, uh, financially-wise, especially the mid-majors, you're kind of just happy you're keeping those kind of programs uh, heading into this next year. And right. I mean, you do have to keep a certain amount of programs when you're at the Division One level, right? And maybe they are. You know, I'm, I'm thankful they didn't cut any programs. You know, They didn't have to go through what Stanford went through, and they're reinstating every single one of their programs. Uh, we'll talk more about it tomorrow. Because alumni at Stanford have a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. This has been the Sports Fan on 970 97.1 FM WATH. For Joe Medor, I'm Connor Mills signing off. A big thanks to our callers in the show. Looking forward to talking with you tomorrow, starting at 6.06 as always. Cincinnati Reds postponed today. Coming on the airwaves tomorrow. First year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH.